0: abc has continuously brought breaking news, sports, sports coverage, and shining a bright light on the Philadelphia and surrounding areas. Today, I'm honored to be joined by 6ABC Philadelphia news anchor, Rick Williams. Rick, how you doing?
1: All right. Thanks for having me.
0: No problem. Thanks for joining me on your busy schedule. No problem. So, um, you arrived in Philadelphia from early North Carolina in 1988. Um, mm-hmm. How's the transition to
1: Philadelphia? You mean... 35 years ago (laughs) (laughs) it was uh uh, it was okay because i'm um i'm originally from new york so i'm a northerner but grew up in northern so i was always even though i spent three years in raleigh durham my goal was to come back north Uh. ideally Ideally, New York, since that was my home. But when Philly called, uh, I was like, "Well, um, you know, this is close to New York. I could do this for two, three years." Right. And now it's turned into 35 years. So I've been blessed. Um, Philly's my home now. You know, I still, I still go to New York. I still somewhat root for the New York teams, somewhat. But Philly's my home now, and um, you know, I'm lucky to be here.
0: Right. Um, you are doing a, a great job. A great job. Thank
1: you, thank you.
0: Um, how's it how's it? Something six ABC been for you? Twenty five years there. Has it been? Yes, twenty five years there.
1: I mean they they've treated me they treat me great. Um, you know they I think one of the secrets to six ABC success is that they um they bring in young people as I was thirty five years ago and they. <laughs> mold them they tutor them they teach them and they um but they also let them do their be themselves, right and and to grow and um i was happy i was lucky that 6abc action news allowed me to do that um so that now i'm like one of the so-called veterans of the newsroom i've been there you know longer just about anybody um and I just try to pass it on, but um, but I think you know being able to come in to a, a su- such a successful news environment and being able to grow and being allowed to blossom has really right. been a benefit to my career, and I'm you know I'm thankful for for that opportunity.
0: Um, you say to the Howard University, is that where you got your first love for broadcasting?
1: Uh, yeah, it was because when I was. Um, when I went to Howard, initially I was a print journalist. I had, okay. I thought I would want to maybe work for the Washington Post, be a newspaper writer. i loved to write. And, right. um, but then I uh, started working at the radio station. Howard, Howard University has a wonderful radio station. It's WHUR, it's a FM, it's very competitive. And um, I was working there. I was DJ. Then I started being a news reader, a news writer. Um, and that's, I think where I kind of got the broadcasting bug or got bit by the broadcasting bug. And I realized, you know, I writing for newspapers is good, but, um, but this was cool too, to be able to, I was a radio reporter before I came a television reporter and I did a lot of radio, um, at college and at WHUR. And, um, I just, um, became, um, I, I think I just be, became a broadcaster, a broadcast right. journalism, a journalist, and it has um, it has afforded me well, it's, it's it's been it's been a good choice for me, with no regrets. That
0: can be that can be a huge and hard transition for some people. How your transition from radio to television? How was that
1: Transition. Well, it you? was. I it was. Um, <clears throat> uh, It was a little tricky because, um, you know, I was in Washington, D.C., you know, where Howard was, and that's a very that's a major market. Um, And I think, um, you know, being on radio was a bit. Easier because I started on the college level and working at Howard's radio station. But then when I wanted to try my hand at television, uh, there just wasn't going to be many opportunities in Washington, D.C. for someone who was just right out the gate. Uh, right. So I had to. I had a lot of de- I had a lot of television internships while I was in college. I made contacts I networked. And I said, well, you know, what would be a good stage place for me to go and cut my teeth and to get that TV experience and maybe come back to Washington or somewhere? Um because, you know, I did radio, but I was interning at TV stations, um, not doing a whole lot, you know, just kind of being a go-first, right. so like they answered phones. Um, right. But the people who worked there told me, said, yeah, you have to go to a small market, like a Richmond, Virginia, or a Huntington, West Virginia, um, you know, those types of places where you are allowed to make mistakes, you can learn, and, you know. and that's what I did. I, I set out you know, resumes to various small markets and a station in Huntington, West Virginia, WOWK TV hired me and said, we'll give you a shot. You know, you did radio. You have a nice voice. We think you have potential as a television person. So I worked there for a year um, as what they call a one man band. I would shoot my own stories. I shoot my own stand-ups. You know, sometimes I'd be standing like this because, you know, the the, the camera be crooked, but, um, right. but I made all the mistakes, but I learned the craft. I learned how to be a television journalist, um, and I covered various stories. I mean, West Virginia, I was covering Klan rallies. I was covering coal mining stories. I was covering right. all kinds of things, and um, so it molded me as a journalist as well. Um, so at the end of the year, at the end of one year, I said I'm going to give myself one year in, in Huntington, West Virginia, and once again, I'm from New York. You know, right. so this was like a, a culture shock to go from New York to the D.C. And then all of a sudden Huntington, West Virginia, where there wasn't a lot of people of color, uh, especially doing what I was trying to do as, as a profession. But I gave right. myself one year and then I would go to a, a bigger market. And after one year, I started sending out uh, resume tapes because I, now I had something uh, tangible that people could look at. Uh, and I sent uh one of, the, one of my tapes to Raleigh-Durham, North Carolina, TV. It was a CBS station. And um, they liked what they saw. They hired me. And it was my first contract. I signed a contract for three years. And um, it was a wonderful experience. Again, when I went to Raleigh-Durham, it was, for me, um, it was my, kind of my blueprint was I'll stay there for three years and I'll try to go back home, go north whether it was back right. in D.C., New York, wherever. So I was there for three years, from um, 85 to 88 in Raleigh-Durham. It was a great market, it was a competitive market. Um, you know, I was—I reported, I anchored, I did all that stuff. And um, in three years, I sent out my resume tapes, which now had, a ver- which had an impressive, to me, a body of work. And... Um, You know, of course, I sent to New York, my home, but there wasn't really any openings. But somehow I I didn't even send a tape to Philly, but somehow they saw my work. They got a hold of my my tape. And um, WPVI approached, called me and said, you know, had ever thought about coming to Philadelphia, working in Philly. And again, like, as I said, full circle, I thought, okay, well, maybe I can go there for two, three years and then try to, you know, get into the New York market. And right. Now, it's been 35 years, and again, I'm just very lucky to have found a home in Philadelphia, Action News, 6ABC, and um, it's just, it's been a wonderful experience. It continues to be.
0: Yes, and hard work doesn't go um, unrecognized. In 2022, you were awarded the PABJ's um, Journalist, Journalist of the Year Award. How was mm-hmm. that experience for you? And congratulations on that.
1: Uh, thanks. Yeah, that wasn't that far ago. That was like last October. Right. Almost a year ago. And um, it was very flattering because um, I I just don't feel like um, I should be receiving any accolades at this point. I'm still trying to, you know, to trail a path or blaze a trail um, career wise. Um, But because, you know, last year was an interesting year. I I took over the 11 o'clock. A slot, um, yeah, and um, you know, I I just became a bit more. Um, you know, I, I started having my own newscast. You know, I've, I've been a co-anchor all these years, and all of a sudden, it was just me at eleven o'clock. So there was a lot going right. on, and um, it was a personal challenge, but it was, it was rewarding. And then to all of a sudden find out that PABJ wanted to honor me because of my career and because of all of my accomplishments it was very flattering um and it was an honor because you're being honored by your peers uh and um you know it was one of my highlights for last year and something I'll never forget
0: yes you replaced legendary Jim Gardner at 11 o'clock
1: yes I remember
0: turning on channel six and seeing him and then also seeing you so how is it for you replacing him
1: it's you know it's like anybody who would replace a goat. You know I consider Gardner as <laughs> a goat. You know it'd be yes, like you yes. know, anybody you know who is um, going to take over with somebody who has become an icon, right? In this market, so you know it. For me, I had to decide. Okay, what do I need to do to continue the rating success? the new success, the journalistic success. And right. you know, I just I just made a decision. I was just going to be me, but I would still continue to aspire to that journalistic excellence that, you know, Jim has set forth. Fortunately, the same right. people that, you know, there was producers and writers, those those same people did not did not leave. So they were there. And these, and these are people I've been working with for 30 years, but right. in a different capacity. So they, you know, they had my back and they helped to kind of, you know, help me to be able to reach and aspire to, you know, right. the success that we have right at eleven o'clock now. And and um and it's been, you know, it's been <laughs> seamless. I mean, I you know, I, I'm trying not to be Jim, I try to be me, but when right. you watch at eleven o'clock, you know, on at six A B C, hopefully you get that same type of credibility and fairness. Right and excellence that you know the Jim set forth. So, so I, it's so far so good.
0: Yes, it is. Um, how is it part of? How is it being a part of Visions Six ABC's Long Running Minority oh, and Community Affairs Program? Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, Visions is is a, a very popular and important show for Six ABC, um, and you know, I feel not just just as a black man, but as a black journalist that it's important to get out in the community and it's important to do, um, credible work, not just on right. TV, but, but off of television in the community, that benefits, um, communities of color and, um, visions serves that purpose, but also, um, not just me, but I have a, my, a lot of my colleagues also who are of color, like Shari Williams, um, we, we make sure, we find it important to get out there and do speaking engagements or visit schools um, or right. do some charity work uh, or speak at graduations, anything where you can be um, visible and present, not just on television, but let community see that you are right. invested in them as well. You're invested in their growth. Um, and, um, and sometimes it makes a difference. You know, when I was at Howard University, you know, wanted to aspire to be a television journalist, every now and then some of the on-air people of color in the D.C. market would come to campus and, you know, and speak to us and gave us, you know, and inspire us and let us know if they could do it, we could do it. And and that's my message too, you know, whether I'm going to Temple University or just going to a high school, right. um, West Philly, you know, it's like, if I can do it, anybody can do it. And, you know, there's there's just not i'm not just the person you see on tv but also a person who doesn't take anything for granted including viewers of color so I, I try to i try to be when i can i try to get out and be a a staple in the community but visions also helps as well from a programming standpoint
0: yeah it's a great program great program mm-hmm. you're also a part of a, um, a tradition that's tradition coming up shortly i um, hosting Thanksgiving Day parade with Cecily Tannen. How's that experience for you?
1: Well, working with Cecily, yeah,
0: yes, yeah, the hosting um Thanksgiving the Day parade. parade.
1: Well, yeah. you know that's 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 one of the best things I do here at the station because it's a it's a departure from you know anchoring the news and talking about you know crime and politics and fires right. and yeah, you know and the and and the news is not always positive. I mean, we try to make you know, we try to end our right. newscast with positivity and hope, and just you know, people, and just and not just the death and destruction, and you know, with right. police. And, um, but that's what the news is. It's it's things that are going on in your community, whether good or bad. But the Thanksgiving Day parade is always good. It's all it's it's something that allows you know me to maybe show a little bit more personality that I might sh- show on the news um and i have a wonderful chemistry um you know the parade you know it's a tradition in philadelphia you know i'm honored to be a part of it brings families together thousands of people always come down to the uh, parkway for the parade and um and it's uh it's 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 one of my favorite things to do with 6abc um and it's always a lot of fun every year it's a lot of fun regardless of the weather regardless it's just um it's just a blessing to be able to to be a, be the host um, for the past, I guess it's been 10 years now and I'm looking forward to doing it again this year.
0: Yes. I'm part of the positive light you guys shine on Philadelphia or on Philadelphia sports, um, Philadelphia sports fans in your eyes. How do you see them? They're, they're one of the most passionate fan bases mm-hmm. when they love you. They love you. When they don't you, know, you just act together, get out.
1: <laughs> yep. That's true. <laughs> That's true. And, uh, you know um i've you know I've, again, grow, i again i grew up in new york so you know i was rooting for a lot of new york teams but when i moved here um i wasn't really familiar with the sports fan the philly sports fan per se i knew that you know the, the, the sixers were popular because when i came right you know it was still dr j had just you know kind of you know he was still a positive aspect Allen Iverson was just burgeoning. Um, right. The Sixers were the team. They were going to the playoffs and the finals. Um, but the Eagles were also part of Philadelphia, too. You know, they're probably even more right. so now. Um, and, you know, the Phillies and the Flyers. But I didn't really get my taste of where the Philly fan was um, until I went to a Sixers game um, and just saw that competitive aspect. And, yeah, Philadelphia right. – philadelphia loves their athletes and if you are one who works hard and plays hard um and helps the team to win helps the team to build something then they'll love you you know and um you know and i've i've been fortunate enough to become friends with a lot of a lot of that a lot of athletes over the years here in philadelphia some of them are still here some of them come if came and went but um there's nothing like sports, like like in a in a, in a Philadelphia town. It's you know I, again in New York, they love their athletes too. But that city is so big, you know. You've got right. you know you got actors and actresses, and you've got all these other different stars. When Philadelphia, it's you know, it's Joel Embiid. You know, it's yeah. um you know it's it's Hertz. It's you know it you know it it's the folks who, you know in the Phillies um, and. With all these teams having so much success in the postseason, um, it doesn't it didn't it hasn't done anything but just increase the love for Philadelphia athletes and Philadelphia sports figures. And, you know, I'm just um honored to be a part of it, to report on it, to be go yes. to the games, to cover some of the games, um, and to just see the growth from when I started thirty five years ago to what Philadelphia is now. It's a, certainly oh, yeah. a legitimate sports town, legitimate.
0: Yes, I had the person had um, Steve A. Smith on here, and also the lineup who was covered yep. Iverson. For you, how was the coverage on Iverson and seeing his growth as you got there, becoming the player and the, the tremendous asset, as you may say, for Philadelphia? Because he's still loved there today more than yes. probably when he first got there.
1: He there, there I don't think there'll ever be a player like Iverson. You know, it's just you know, I mean, he's to just watch him on the court. Nobody could guard him. He was so quick. Um, you know, he um, he could shoot from the outside. You know, he was he could do everything, and he was so fun to watch. And I yes. remember once that season, I had season tickets simply because of Iver- Iverson. And you know, it was just you know whether he was putting you know putting a move on Michael Jordan or you know or just right. you know going in for a slam dunk. You know, as small as he was, he could still You know, dunk the ball he was just fun to watch but he was also very competitive and his personal story of growth and where he came from and where he you know that was inspiring too and and I think yeah when he shows up you know at Wells Fargo Center or where he's he will always be loved because he he left it out on the floor and that's what Philadelphians love about their athletes people who love it out leave it on the floor and he was one of them and will always be
0: Yes, it was. And the city of Philadelphia shows the teams he loved them too. They have some great venues. Yep. an announce announcement field for the Eagles, big Park, for the Phillies, as you said, mm-hmm. well, frodo Center for the Sixers. Yep. The three great venues. Great. Absolutely. High-tech.
1: Absolutely. And all and all within walking distance of each other, too. You know, that makes that, that makes it fun too. Yeah. But um yeah, I mean I love I love going Coming to South Philadelphia, with the going to a game, whether it's basketball, football, baseball, it's just uh, it's just electric now because all of the teams, you know, have got had so much success. You know, the Flyers still trying right. to get there, but all those teams have you know, have had their amount of success as they aspire to a championship, and you know, we've gotten close. Um, right, but everything. You know, I think the Eagles are going to get there this year. They'll get back to the Super Bowl. Sixers always have a shot. Um, you know, the Phillies, I think they have a legitimate shot to get back to the World Series the way they're playing. Um yes. so it's just, you know, Philly is just an exciting place to to be a sports fan these days.
0: Definitely. Um, for you on air, um you've done you've done a lot of programs and on TV all the time. Is it still is it still you still get the same feeling when the light is turned on, when they point at you three, two, one. You still get the same feeling
1: yeah i mean it you know it's um it's always exciting because it's live you know and so um you you get that you you get that rush i always get that rush um you know whether it's the 11 o'clock when i'm there by myself or five o'clock when i'm there with my co-anchor shari when that red light goes on and you realize you are now live and that anything you say or do can you know thousands of people will see that that's that's right you know, that, that is a rush. I mean, I, I would compare that to, you know, maybe an athlete playing in a game um, because yeah. you, their audience, the audience is there, they have expectations and um, you know, you have to bring it. And if you don't, they're going to know. So, um, so I, 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 always get, I always feel that thrill and and, right. and certainly, you know, some days on the news, some, There might be a a bigger story than others. You know, recently we had the story of the the, the fugitive who was on the run in Chester County. You know, so every night we went on um, not knowing if they were going to announce that they caught this guy or not. So, you know, that's what the thing about live television, live TV news. You never know if there's going to be, be a breaking news story that will just turn everything on its ear. That'll just reshape everything that you planned on as far as informing the public. So, um, you know, that was exciting too, for those two weeks, you know, you're hoping they'd find this guy, which they did eventually, but, but, but every now, but every night, you know, as, as uh, authorities would say, we, you know, we think we found here, there's a picture of him. There's this. It's like, okay, this could happen. This could happen while we're on the news, you know, and that would be exciting. Um, You know, and it did happen during a newscast, but it was in the morning. So, but you know, but that's, that's one of the best things about live television and TV news is that when something breaks, it is automatic, it's happening, it's real time. And it's exciting, not just for the viewer, but also um, for the television journalist.
0: Right. Um, You alluded to this a little bit earlier. How important is it in broadcasting to just be yourself and let the audience know that this is you and you being genuine and not trying to force and be someone else.
1: Yeah, I, I think you know the audience. The audience is smart, and they can see authenticity. I believe that if right. um, you know if you if you uh, come across as being uncomfortable in what you're doing, right. then the audience can see that. But if you are comfortable in your skin and you're being yourself, the audience I think will accept you, um, regardless of know the type of news that you might be you know putting out there and, and again everything we put out there is more it's not always positive it's more negative than positive right. unfortunately but um right but um but the audience you know they they just want they just want the information and they want it from a person who they they feel is authentic um and i just try to do i've just tried i've strived to do that in the 35 years I've been at 60, just be me, you know, every now and then I might right. get off a corny joke or something, you know, And, and but uh, when it's appropriate, but I've always just tried to just right. be me. And, and even when I took over at 11 o'clock, just try to be me, just try to, you know, be um, as competent as possible, but at the same time, just try to be comfortable uh, in my own skin. And, um, you know, and it, and it doesn't come right away. I think it takes practice. It takes a lot of mistakes. Um right. but at the same time, um, if you're confident in yourself, I think the audience will see that and they'll be comfortable in watching you.
0: Right. This season the season's early, but the Eagles are two 0 um, what's your thoughts on Eagles this season?
1: I think I think the sky's the limit. You know, I think um even these two games that they won, you know, they were pretty. But the fact it shows yeah. that they uh that they have what it takes to win a game, even when the offense might not be clicking or when the defense, you know, uh, yeah. might not be at full strength. And I think yeah. that's a good sign of a team that could go far. Um, and, you know, I think Monday, you know, Monday Night Football, which will be on 6ABC next Monday, where they go, you know, they're in Tampa. That could be a good early yeah. test. Um, both teams are undefeated. But um Eagles are very successful on the road last season. I think they could do that as year, this this year as well. So um, I I think um, I don't see any reason why they can't get back to the Super Bowl if they stay healthy and if Hurts right. has the type of season he had last year.
0: Yes, Rick. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for this conversation.
1: Thank you for wanting to talk to me. Um, you know this was fun, and um, you know thank you for what you do.
0: Appreciate you. Thanks for your time.
1: All right, man. See you later. Uh, Take care. Yes. All right. You Bye. too. Okay. See
0: you. Yes, that was 6 ABC News. News anchor Rick Williams joining me. Thanks for your time.